everyone. This is Molly Douthit. And David Douthit. Welcome to More Than Hearing, a podcast to encourage preachers to use multiple intelligences in sermons and worship leadership, because there are plenty of ways to reach someone's soul. Today, we're covering Word Smart and I Smart for the 27th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year C. Habakkuk shows up in the lectionary and with a loud complaint to the Lord. The psalmist has some good advice about trusting God, and Paul tells Timothy to keep the faith. In Luke, Jesus has some instructions for the disciples who ask him to increase their faith. We're unworthy podcasters. We've only done what's required of us. This podcast is based on Dr. Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences. Dr. Gardner suggests that there are multiple ways to learn, process, remember, and understand our world. Each week, centered on the weekly readings of the Revised Common Lectionary, we develop illustrations and special effects using various smarts based on Dr. Gardner's identified intelligences. Over the course of four weeks, we will cover Word Smart, Eye Smart, Math Smart, Body Smart, Music Smart, Nature Smart, People Smart, and Self Smart. You could read more about Dr. Gardner's work by clicking at the link at the top of our webpage, morethanhearing.org. Join us as we explore ways these intelligences can be utilized for a deeper appreciation of God's Word. Then we encourage you to try it yourself. Anytime and any way we can make use of the different smarts, we give people greater access to the Word of God so they can acquire it, process it, and internalize it in ways that make sense to them. Let's get started. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to More Than Hearing. Uh, We are... Uh, rolling on into the getting close to the end of our lectionary year. I was looking at the number and thinking, hmm, I think we go to 33, 33. right? So and we're then, about six weeks Christ away. Yeah. Wow, how'd that happen? Tempest fugits. I guess. Anyway, um, so we are looking at iSmart and WordSmart for this uh, this Sunday's podcast. And uh, we've done these uh, breakdowns many, many times before. Um, I'm looking at Diana Waring at her website, Education That's Relational, where she talks about iSmart people being uh, good with art and three-dimensional space, including color, arrangement, and images. Uh, This is the ability to see in pictures rather than words and includes drawing and design, three-dimensional construction, construction, that was hard to say, such as, you know, playing with Legos, uh, and other visual arts like photography, sculpting, painting. This person, the iSmart or visual spatial intelligent person, needs pictures, maps, diagrams, charts, photos, other visual spatial material. In worship, use uh, these ideas to engage your iSmart person. Project images or have pictures printed out for bulletin inserts. Make use of your physical space and move the story around in it. Draw attention to windows, pyramids, banners, and other physical characteristics of your worship space. Allow time for mental imaging. Do a guided meditation. And as you preach or read scripture, emphasize images in the story that is your base material. I'm looking at WordSmart, and I'm using some material from Carla Lane at the Distance Learning Technology Resource Guide. And we've got a link on the worksheet for that. And this is uh, WordSmart or Linguistic Intelligence. 
And she writes, it is using words effectively. These learners have highly developed auditory skills and often think in words. They like reading, playing word games, making up poetry or stories. They can be taught by encouraging them to say and see words and read books together. Tools include computers, games, multimedia, books, tape recorders. Yeah, I remember that one now. And uh, <laughs> why we don't use that very often. Yeah, and lecture. <laughs> so, um, tape recorder. What's what, that? What is this thing? Um, in worship, especially in liturgical worship, WordSmart is already heavily in use in printed prayers and responsive readings, to say nothing of listening to someone talk for almost an hour. So try to find ways to let the worshiper form the words and language of worship themselves. Mm. Uh, Encourage storytelling, creative writing, and liturgical writing and speaking right there in the pews or after the fact. Reading instructive passages or doing word puzzles can also engage a word smart worshiper. So you can learn more about all the smarts at our website at the link for Dr. Gardner's work and uh, see what else we've got there. And uh, now you can also go back three years and take a look at what we did for your see ordinary 27 in 2016. Yes. Yes, Uh, indeed. We will have a link for that at the show notes when we get there. So on with the show. The complimentary Old Testament lesson for Year C Ordinary 27 is Habakkuk. Or Habakkuk. 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 Or Habakkuk. Habakkuk. I said Habakkuk. You did. I did. Habakkuk. Yeah. Anyway, that guy, uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, then leaping all the way to chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. Um, The reason for this, I think, is because verses 5 through the end of the, whatever the verses are in chapter 1, I was just looking at them, but I didn't look at the number. Um, It kind of goes on and on and on in, uh, it's a complaint that Habakkuk Habakkuk has uh, to God about why the evil, uh, the wicked, are um, continuing to Prosper. Prosper. And the verses that have been cut out of the lectionary reading are examples of how that has happened. Mm. If you want to get really depressed, go ahead and go read that. Um, uh, They start up again in chapter 2 because Habakkuk has a very faithful response. I will stand at my watch post and station myself on the rampart. I will keep watch to see what he, God, will say to me and what he will answer concerning my complaint. So he's made his complaint, and now he's going to stand there and wait until God responds. All right. Which uh, God does. Which Yes, God does, very much so. Um, okay, so I'm looking at this uh, from the perspective of iSmart, and uh, I, sp- I wound up pulling an awful lot of um, information out of the work over at work- Working Preacher, for uh, my stuff for this week. And the commentary from Working Preacher for Habakkuk, Habakkuk, uh, (laughs) is from a guy named Richard, okay, N-Y-S-S-E. Nice, nicey, yes. (laughs) How come I'm getting all the hard names here? (laughs) 
Anyway, sorry, Mr. I apologize, niece. Mr. Niece, if I messed up your name. Give us a line and you know, yeah, make let, us let us know. How do you pronounce your name? Because people mess up Dalphit all the time. Oh, boy. Anyway, his commentary is Justice Goes Forth, Twisted, Crooked, Bent, Out of Shape. The New Revised Standard Version uses translates the word perverted. The law is malleable. The New Revised Standard Version used the word slack. The wicked surround the righteous, eager to devour. So for a special effect based on this commentary, uh, bring in a cane or a shovel or some other type of implement that needs a long pole for proper or easier use. And if you can swing this, get one that is easily bent or twisted out of shape and then bend, break, or twist it right there in front of everybody and and show how um, this is what has happened to justice. Hmm. According to Habakkuk, Habakkuk, <laughs> in this passage, justice has been perverted. Justice is, and and uh, the law is so malleable that you can make you can twist it and make it do anything for you. Hmm. Uh, this is how he's looking at the evil and the the uh, the trouble that has continued to come. Um, an interesting note, even if the pole uh, or the cane or the whatever, the rake handle, handle yeah. is broken or bent way out of shape, the tool is not useless. It can still be utilized. It's just a heck of a lot harder. Uh, so maybe this is God's experience with us. We don't challenge injustice, so we hamper God's capacity to work in the world. Hmm. So Habakkuk is saying, hey, fix those darn poles. Come on, God. It'd be a lot easier for you to get justice in the world if you used a, a, a straighter, um, less a perverted. Or, handle. Yeah, yeah, less perverted bent uh, system. Hmm. So anyway, you can talk about that as you bring out your long pole. Um, illustrations, verse 3. Uh, where Habakkuk is going on. Why do you make me see wrongdoing and look at trouble? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. This could be any old day, couldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Illustrations of this could include riots, shootings, political rallies, public beatings, harassment, assault, or war photos. The possibilities are depressingly endless. I feel you, Hab. Uh, and then in chapter 2... Uh, verse one, the watch post. Um, uh, bring in. This is more kind of a, a, a special effect, but you could also use this as an illustration. Talk about how watch posts are used for um, as lookouts, uh, uh, looking for signs of unusual activity or trouble, like forest uh, rangers way up mm. on those towers in the in the forest. They crawl up there and look around for signs of forest fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like someone looking down the road, waiting for a bus, or out on the street, waving for a taxi, looking for a taxi. Someone who is on a race route, who's waiting for runners or cyclists or cars to come past. There are a lot of different or ways a, of talking yeah, about... Like a relay race with a baton. Oh, right, right. That's a, that's a good one, too. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Hmm. So there's some ways of illustrating the way... It's a little more body smart, I guess. Well, yeah, that. probably. And, and the, well... Yeah, I guess, but I mean the idea of the waiting and the watching. Yeah. Is, you know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what have you got? 
Well, for an illustration, I thought uh, to collect some quotes from well-known writers and poets who are lamenting the violence inherent in our society. And um, I didn't do that <laughs> because I figured, you know, there, there are so many that, and uh, we all have our particular uh favorites. So, you know, feel free to pick your own. I, I was thinking of uh, Maya Angelou or uh, Bob mm. Dylan or um, so. uh, Billie Holiday or um, uh, Woody, um, not Woody, Arlo. Arlo Guthrie. Arlo Guthrie mm -hmm. uh, as some folks that you might think about. Ah. Right. And, and then the next part would be uh, to see if people can identify the author by the quote. Mm. And so give them some some choices, maybe even make it make it a matching exercise Ooh. for a special a effect. Insert. Yeah. So have some quotes on on an insert and then some authors at the bottom and uh, see if people can figure out who said what. Cool. Then uh, for another special effect, the prophet names a variety of key words for this lament, violence, trouble, destruction, strife, and so on. So invite people to list three words they would include in their own complaints to God. Only three? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Want to keep it manageable and yes. short, huh? Yes. <laughs> Then imagine what word or words the Lord would use to reply to you. And uh, ask people to say one of their complained words out loud. And then ask them to say one of the reply words out loud. And maybe all at the same time. Hmm. Uh, so that nobody has to be embarrassed. Okay. But, uh, you know, the, the idea of... Going back to what we said at the at the beginning and the smart of the week, you know, uh, getting them to say things out loud and yeah. to generate the words themselves. Yeah. So hmm. if you uh, cool. get them to throw those words out, mm -hmm. and um, you know, if no, if your crowd is used to talking, then fine, no worries. Yeah, it's not you know, be a but um, but you might get more participation if you have everybody just do say it at once. One, two, three, mm -hmm. shout it out. So that's what I got. Cool. I like it. Let's go on. The psalm for Year C Ordinary 27 is Psalm 37, verses 1 through 9. Do not fret because of the wicked, and do not be envious of wrongdoers, for they soon will fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Rinse and repeat for four more stanzas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Basically. Yeah. This um, is a good music smart one. Yeah, trust in the Lord and don't worry about those other doofuses. That's <laughs> that's basically the the message here, I think. <laughs> so, okay, so for word smart, a special effect, create a word search puzzle using words and maybe some supporting concepts from the psalm. Uh like um well, I came up with things like fret, envy, wither, evil devices, and wrath. 
as some of the negative words. So you could have those running down in your in your uh, word search. And then positive words running across like trust, delight, commit, justice, and vindication. And uh, just put that together and give it to folks and let them play along. There are a lot of uh, websites uh, out there on the internets that you can uh, use to generate these kinds of things, either word yep. searches or even crossword puzzles. Yes. Or um, yes. that sort of a thing. All sorts yep. of those sorts of things and uh, and bingo cards and stuff yep. like that too. But yep. uh, And for free very often. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so you won't even have to do all that work. You just type in the words that you want and... Print it out. There you go. There you go. That's what I got. Okay. Well, uh, for uh, iSmart, uh, this is my working preacher person for this passage, Will Gaffney. And she translates the word fret uh, that is used right there in verse one as burn. Burn. Which is a little closer to the uh, original Hebrew word. Mm. And I think it's a very interesting visual image. And you can illustrate it this way. Do not burn at evildoers. Uh, So Hmm. is this maybe like wearing a flame-proof suit? Like a PPE or a personal protection equipment of a firefighter? Hmm. Uh, Flames are everywhere around you, but you are protected. What is the PPE for us? Hmm. So maybe get your folks to uh, visualize or or think about, you know, the, the burning, the evil doing, burning all around you and, and uh, what you would need for oh. protection from it. See, I was thinking the other way. What? That the fire is coming from you when, when you're considering the evildoer. Oh. So I was thinking of, you know, a guy with his hair on fire. <laughs> oh, I hadn't thought of it that way. Don't burn toward that. That is probably actually more accurate, but I was thinking more being protected from the burning that's happening around you. Well, that works too, yeah. Because, you know, go online. <laughs> there you go. Uh, anyway, yeah. Sick so, yeah, right. So, yeah. What would the protection be? Uh, <laughs> um, well, f- from the from the direction you're going. Yeah. It, then it would, it would be, be to stick your head in a bucket of water. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe get offline and go pray. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that'd be that'd be a great idea. It's not <laughs> all the particularly time. self smart, or uh, it's more self smart than I smart, but probably. Well, yeah, it, I guess so. Um, and for a special effect going along with that, uh, do you know anybody who's a firefighter who would be able to bring in their equipment? Mm. As the psalm is read, encourage people to imagine themselves shielded from evil. What would that look like for them? Mm. Or, you know, you, uh, or, or it, yeah, maybe if you go, the, I hadn't thought of it going from you to outward, but uh, maybe bring in a bottle of Pepto-Bismol. Oh, there you go. Nice. Just coat it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm now thinking that there's lots of opportunity to set things on fire. So Uh oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Um take all precautions if you choose to do that. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, you could get you know those clicker lighters that you use for your advent candle lighting. You just get one and make the flame really long. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, um, 
could make some little Play-Doh models of people oh, or something. <laughs> and <laughs> like Mr. Bill? Yeah. No! <laughs> okay, I think we should go on to the next thing before All we right. get too far down this rabbit hole. Well, that could be fun. <laughs> no, you're right. Okay, let's go on. The Epistle or New Testament lesson for Year C Ordinary 27 is from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1-14. through 14. Paul is um, writing another letter to Timothy, apparently, here. (laughs) (laughs) Did you prepare at all for this? No, I did not. And he goes on to to be very uh, happy and very happy to be reconnecting with Timothy through this letter, recalling your tears. I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy, which is kind of a off thing to say (laughs) you're crying i'm happy (laughs) anyway um he encourages timothy to rekindle the gift of god that is within you uh through the laying on of my hands and then goes on to talk about how we are called to this holy calling uh grace given to us in jesus christ before the ages began and now revealed through the appearing of our savior uh, he talks about his own uh, experience as a herald and an apostle and a teacher. And at the very end of the lesson, he says, guard the good treasure entrusted to you with the help of the Holy Spirit living in us. So, I didn't see a heck of an awful lot of eye smart in the text itself until I got to the end about guarding the good treasure. Um I do have a story, and my working preacher person for this section is Carl Jacobson, who has a really interesting story about how a fellow student approached him for help because he knew he was a Christian and would very likely help him. Hmm. That's probably more self or people smart, but I thought it was interesting because uh, what, what, how do you live your life in a way that is visibly Christian? Hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. That would make somebody who needed help come to you because they knew, they just know that you would be willing to help. Um, Verse 14, I'm looking at that specifically, guarding the good treasure. Bring in a really big ornate box and act really protective of it. Make certain that people know it holds something really super important. And as you get to the final verse of this passage, you could open it and pull out your own study Bible or a cross that has meaning for you, or whatever you see regularly that helps you remember why you do this. Hmm. Rekindling the gift. Yeah. 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 Oh, Guarding cool. the treasure. Neat. What you got for word? I was looking at uh, verses five and following where he wrote uh, about Timothy's grandmother and mother and remember their faith, which I see now in you. And so on. Um, And it made me think of a Garrison Keillor story from Prairie Home Companion called The Royal Family. And you can find this in a collection of of the news from Lake Wobegon called Fall. Oh, uh, yeah, we had those. Yeah, they had cassette cassette tapes, yes, for the tape players for WordSmart. Uh, yeah, so they had fall, winter, spring, summer. And uh, this story is about a family that fell on hard times. And the father leaves the scene 
and the mother is left to raise the kids. And it's just really hard. And people in Lake Wobegon look at them a particular way, you know, that with pity or, or whatever. And uh, it's just really hard. And then one day they start getting these letters that tell them that they are descendants of the Scottish royal family of Stuart and that they're next in line for for the throne when the throne is reestablished in Scotland. And it just completely changes their idea about themselves. And they uh, uh, start to, they have some pride about themselves, hmm. even even though they know they're they're the poor folk in town. Hmm. And um, do you remember this story? I do, but yeah. I'm not remembering how it ends. It ends tragically. Oh, so that that part makes me cry. Um, but the effect of remembering who they are hmm. and where they came from, you know, the effect of those stories is where you want to go with the mm-hmm. with the illustration mm-hmm. here. So the power uh, of stories about your ancestors to affect your outlook on life is what Paul is reminding Timothy of. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, for special effect, invite your folks to write and or tell a story of faith from their family. Um, and... Maybe maybe it would be their faith family or the church family if that wasn't a thing for them growing up in their own home. But um, that's probably not going to happen right there in the context of worship. I mean, you could do it as a people smart and have people talk and tell. But if you want them to write it, then that's going to take place later. But yeah, see if they'll see if they'd be willing to share them uh, over the next couple of weeks. And, um, uh, you know, let people know and, and maybe do those as testimonies hmm. uh, in your worship service oh, in the weeks cool. to come. That'd so, cool. yeah. Using the word in a different way in worship. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Let's go on. The gospel lesson for year C, Ordinary 27, is Luke 17, verses 5 through 10. It starts off with the apostles asking, Lord, increase our faith. And he says, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could have this tree obey you to be rooted up and planted in the sea. By the way, I've got a story for you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And so then it takes this turn and says, if you were... If you have a slave that just comes in from plowing, do you tell him, hey, sit down, have dinner, let me serve you? No. Your slave comes in and and you say, bring me my dinner and then you can eat later. So you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say, we are just worthless slaves. We've only done what is required of us. See, I still think Luke is just picking things up and mashing them together. I mean, I'm sure uh, yeah. there's an overarching theme, but when you pull them apart like that, and, and you know, it's it's sort of like it. it this it, does it, not seem to follow. No, no, it doesn't. It's sort of like um, those those pictures, those uh, mosaic pictures of that they make pictures of pictures. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have a, a person's face and then you get up really close and you see it's like animals. They used all these different animals, pictures yeah. of animals to make their face. I think that's kind of what's happening here. We've got a frog and a duck. <laughs> <laughs> Something like. And you pull way back out, and hey, it's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Jesus. Well, of course it is. It's yeah. always Jesus. But yeah. right now we're looking at some really close-up stuff that seems a little forced. Yeah. Anyway, so what have you got for WordSmart? Well, I ignored the, the second part of it there, the story, because uh, <laughs> I got nothing for that. And I don't have that much for the other, but... Uh, another special effect um, word game kind of idea here. So invite people to do an acrostic exercise on increase our faith. Oh, I love those. Those are and really cool. So you would uh, have the letters for increase our faith running down the side of the page. And then you have to write words across that start with those letters and uh, maybe you just do faith mm-hmm. um, or our faith, but yeah, be adventurous, you know, see what, see what you can get out of them. But uh, the words across would either be things in your life that distract you from your faith or that cause fear instead of faith hmm. so that you need to increase your faith because of all these things hmm. um, or words that. Uh, would be things in your life that point you toward your faith and toward God. And hmm. so that you could read them, read down the list and say, oh, this would increase my faith. Cool. So either way, and maybe both. I don't know. Maybe you do it twice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you wanted to, you could do it on a piece of paper uh, that you could then, or you know, like an index card or something that you could then use as a bookmark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, keep it or, in your spot in the pew and use that to mark your hymnals. Yeah, or carry with you. Uh, right, right. Yeah. Put on your mirror at home. Yeah. I what, like that. That's actually pretty cool. Good. What have you got for iSmart? Well, um, apparently I left off the working preacher people at this point because I don't have anybody that I'm looking at. But we do often think of faith as something that's really big and shining. You know, when you talk about it, have faith, it's like, yeah, have faith, great, have faith. But our lived experience is that faith sometimes is tiny, sometimes so small, we even wonder if it exists. Hmm. So Jesus uses something small to tell us that even a wee amount can do remarkable things. But on the other hand, being told that something small will become large can lead to magical thinking. And maybe that's Mm. what the disciples' request is here. I don't got any faith. Give me something big. Help me. Just, you know, wave your wand. Pachoon. Uh, so you might even, you know, if you've got a, a uh, an official Hogwarts wand, uh, you can bring it and maybe wave it if you talk go that direction, mm. talking mm. about it. Um, if you're talking about seeds, you know, bring in the seeds, bring in those little tiny seeds. Uh, chia seeds are actually smaller than mustard seeds. Yeah, you know, yes. you know, so I want to bring that one in. Um, faith uh, can, uh, there's a little bit of word smart here. What? Uh, I was thinking uh, there was a connection for me for a second there. (laughs) Uh, Is that why your eyes lit up? Yeah, (laughs) between what you were saying and and, uh, to connect the first and second parts of the passage. Oh. Uh, So maybe it's that the apostles wanted the magic wand thing 
give us Increase faith. Increase our faith. And Jesus is saying, faith happens when you do your work. Oh, oh, yeah. How about that? There's the sermon for that. How about that? Bing, 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 bing. Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, here, because going on with illustrations, uh, uh, this is this is really kind of more self for people smart, but I like it. And it's also word smart because it's it's the, the word f- uh, faith, pistis in Greek, is also translated as trust or confidence. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's pull in some people in self-smart here. Um, think about a time when you met the person who is your best friend or your spouse or the person who, for you right now, holds a great deal of your heart. Um, what small thing allowed you to trust and build confidence in that relationship? Hmm. Is there an object that you can bring to show people that maybe they maybe they loaned you a pen or uh, you went someplace or there was just some small thing that happened at early onset of your relationship that said, hey, I would kind of like to continue to be know- get, get to know and be known by this person. Hmm. Hmm. It's not really eye smart at all, but it is cool theology. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I like what you said. I, Get to work. Yeah, yeah, that might the work of relationship, the work of yeah. the work of service, Do, the work doing of, your thing. And, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, not much ice smart in that. Sorry. Well, I mean, you have to kind of visualize those moments and that that connection. That uh, true, true. So. Anyway, that's our stuff. Okay. Neat. That's it for today's podcast. Please ask questions or leave us a comment on our website, www.morethanhearing.org, or at facebook.com slash morethanhearing, or tweet us at morethanhearing, or email us at connect at morethanhearing.org. If you tried any of these suggestions, or maybe got an idea that you like even better than ours, please let us know what you did and how it went. We would love to hear how using this theory has made a difference in your preaching and worship. Remember to check out the show notes, worksheets, links, and resources at our website. They go hand in glove with the podcast and give you lots more material to work with. Don't forget to subscribe using the links on the website for iTunes, Google Play, Android, or good old RSS. Or point your podcatching software at morethanhearing.org slash feed slash podcast. Help others find us more easily by writing a review at the iTunes store. And of course, you can always share the show with your friends and colleagues. We'll be back with another episode next week. So in the meantime, stay subscribed and be smart. Good production.